Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, automizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Live, yes, Jake. The oh, reason, the reason, it. by Feel the way, brutal. Jake, listen, Jake, the reason I didn't answer your call because that was on purpose. No, no, uh, no offense. I was in the middle of giving my game by game predictions for the first six games of South Carolina's football season. So I was like, I gotta get this finished right before I get my guy Jake on. Would you like to hear 
the picks I have made for the first six games. So I do it in two parts. Part one today, first six. Tomorrow, part two, I'll give the last six. And, of course, that'll be my mm -hmm. overall prediction. I'll give you my first uh, six if you'd like to hear them. Man, I would love to. First off, I, I want to say congrats on the SEC Media Days, my friend. They, they let you out of Azkaban. I'm really excited <laughs> to come out here and explore the wizarding world with the rest of us. Uh, but now, man, listen, I'm married now, so I know what it's like to not have my uh, phone calls answered. But, uh, yeah, let me hear them. <laughs> well, Jake, first things first, man, I appreciate that. And I cannot wait to see you and the gang at SEC Media Days, and certainly the, the content will be legendary. But, anyways, first six games for me. Jake, this is how I see it playing out. I got South Carolina taking down UNC 31-27 to in the season opener, starting out 1-0. Beat Furman. Woo! I think it's going to be a sloppy game week two. Furman, not your typical FCS opponent. I got 35-20. to Again, the Paladins, get this, Jake, they outgained Clemson in a ball game last year. So, I think Carolina yeah. gets the dub, but after an emotional season opening win, could see it being a little bit closer than it probably should be. I think Georgia week three in Athens, I got 41-10 to dogs. I don't think Carolina's there on the line of scrimmage. I just... I think the question, Jake, and this might sound harsh, is how many times does Carolina cross the 50? I mean, that's genuinely my question. 41 to 10, Georgia. Here's where I might lose you. I got Mississippi State coming into Williams-Brice Stadium and pulling the upset, 24 to 17. Gamecocks fall to 2 and 2, 0 and 2 in SEC play. I think coming off of that Georgia game, you're beat up. I think it's the biggest trap game on the schedule. Carolina is still figuring some things out with Dabble Loggins early still have somewhat of an inexperienced secondary. And, Jake, I'll tell you this. Will Rogers, I think, is maybe the most underrated quarterback in the SEC. I, I do not I buy this whole narrative that Mississippi State's going to fall off a cliff because the late great Pirate, I think, passing away. If anything, I think State is going to be fired up to make a point this season. And so, again, while I don't think top to bottom they're a more talented football team than South Carolina, I could very well see Will Rogers also line of scrimmage. I could see line of scrimmage giving Carolina fits to me Jake, they're North Carolina with the quarterback situation. They're North Carolina, but they're better up front because I don't think UNC is going to have the athletes up front to expose South Carolina week one. I think Mississippi State does have it. I could see this being like a nooner. It's got Jefferson Pilot, by the way, just written all over it for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, um, all nine of the days. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, at Tennessee, I think it's an emotional close game early. I got Tennessee pulling away. I think if there's one game Tennessee does not lose this year, it's this game. I got Vols 45 to 28. Then the bye week comes, so you're two and three, zero oh and three in SEC play going into the bye week. I got the Gamecocks beating Florida on the home field. Florida, you know what are they going to be? Over unders five and a half. I think they're going to be a little bit better than people are expecting. But South Carolina, I do think will get the dub thirty. <clears throat> excuse me, thirty-one to twenty against the Florida Gators to get their first SEC win on October the fourteenth. Three and three, one and three at the halfway point. What say you about those picks? Man, I, I don't think you're far off there. The, the way I see it, I'll, I'll go game by game. The North Carolina game, I think it's going to be an old-fashioned shootout. Uh, I, I think uh, South Carolina ends up kicking a game-winning field goal. They went 48-45, maybe an OT, maybe not an OT, but I don't know if anybody's going to be able to stop anybody in that game uh, just because of, uh, you know, look, in North Carolina losing Phil Longo, I don't think enough people are talking about that. Drake May's a witch. Like I said, I think they're going to score, you know, 42 points, somewhere around there, 45 points. But I like South Carolina in a hell of an opening game. I think that and obviously Florida State and LSU are going to be the two best opening games uh, of the college football season. Game two against Furman, like you said, coming off that North Carolina game, South Carolina may sludge around a little bit in the first half, but I think they just out-athlete them uh, coming off that big high. I, I would put it somewhere around 
let's say let's go 38 uh 20 so somewhere around where you were uh third game is uh mississippi state you said or no at georgia at correct? georgia week three yes. yeah yeah good luck in that one let's play a game i'll hold my <laughs> hand and pray to god uh that's georgia will run away with that one yeah. just because up front you know i i think south carolina will be a little bit more competitive offensively in that game this year just because of how bad it was last year and a little bit of new blood there at the oc spot you know, I, I think they beat Mississippi State. I like Zach Arnett. Um, obviously, it's a very tragic situation that happened with Mike Leach. He's the guy that came on our show a bunch. We have a ton of respect for him uh, and the way he went about his business. But I do think South Carolina finds a way to win that one. i got to see who Mississippi State plays before they play South Carolina if you don't have that pulled up because uh, I can't remember Mississippi State's the top half of their schedule off the top of my head right now. Uh, and then you've got Tennessee or, or Florida, I believe you said. Ten- yeah, so, one of those. so Tennessee after Mississippi State, then a bye, then Florida. Yeah, look, Tennessee's going to be pissed off for greatness in that one. Do I believe in Joe Milton? Uh, look, I got to see him throw the change up. Yeah, the dude can throw it 300 yards. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he works hard. But like I've said on the show before, my dishwasher works hard. Uh, you got to go out there and be able to make the throws. I hope he does. It'd be a great story. Uh, I enjoy Tennessee being good. I think it's good for the SEC. Obviously, I think it's good for college football. Uh, but I think Tennessee wins that one. I think it's going to be a little closer than what people think, even after what happened last year. Uh, and then, look, the Florida game right now with Billy, I, if Graham Mertz is the guy, man, I just don't believe. You know, I just, I just, again, it's something where I've watched the kid play for a while. I know Wisconsin ran a very archaic offense. Even though they did win games, uh, I just, I don't believe in Florida this year from a depth standpoint. So, uh, you went three and three, correct? Yes, three and three, one and I'll three. I'll go four and two. Give me four and two. <laughs> With that game against Mississippi State, that's the one where we're different there. Everything else, man, I think you're pretty much spot on. Well, the biggest thing, Jake, too, is this. is Again, I I just – we all know it's not going to go chalk. Like, I feel like you have to go out of your way when picking college football to predict things that are unlikely – that you're not expecting to happen. Because especially with South Carolina, man, the inconsistencies, and I've talked about this, Jake, that I, I really believe the reason – and you can correct me if I'm wrong because, obviously, again, you're a football guy. You've been in there. You, you know more – X's and O's and I do. I feel like one of the biggest reasons for South Carolina's inconsistencies over the years, because you talk to any Gamecock fan, Jake, they're going to tell you, typical South Carolina, you know, they, they win ones they're not supposed to, they lose ones, they're, or, or they win ones, you know, in, in games that they're under it all, they're not supposed to win, and then they'll turn around and, and lose a game they're supposed to win. I yeah. just think when you don't have – when you're not where you need to be up front on both lines of scrimmage, there are certain games where, like, maybe the opponent isn't flashy or sexy. Like, Mizzou, for example, last year, they're not some flashy, sexy opponent. That's not like losing to Georgia, but Missouri was legitimate in the trenches. And they just – they yeah. exposed South Carolina, and they made them one-dimensional. And so it's just it, – it's I think that's why you see the inconsistencies because of South Carolina's lack of and, – and they're fixing this in recruiting, but – when you have the question marks and the deficiencies and the trenches like the Gamecocks have had for what feels like forever, I think that's where the inconsistencies creep in. For sure. Look, it's a game that's going to be decided up front. I mean, how, how have we seen these teams that have, that have risen up to become the dominant teams in college football? They did that up front. They didn't just do that with skilled players. Uh, skilled players are like, you know, the strawberry and whipped cream on top of the ice cream. The trenches is where the ice cream is. And look, it's, it's a battle for depth. A lot of people don't realize they're like, oh, look at this start in five. Man, the starting five is fantastic. Well, the odds of that starting five starting every game together are slim and none. So when you look at South Carolina, it's, it's building depth, and that's such a long process because you have to develop high school kids. The transfer portal is great, 
but there's not a lot of big-time offensive tackles and defensive ends that are coming to the transfer portal that you can just sit here and supplement yourself every year on outside of, you know, Bama or some of these teams that are the top dogs right now. So when it comes down to it up front, at the end of the day, that's where South Carolina is going to have their biggest fight. That's where Shane's having his biggest fight in recruiting. I think he's doing a good job, but it's impossible to trick people all year. Right. How do you how do you how do you get beyond not having the best depth up front or the most? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply talent up front you have to kind of smoke and mirrors people a lot of screens pitching backwards as i call it throwing change-ups on first on the first pitch things like that and that just doesn't work forever sometimes it hits and you catch the breaks and you win games you're not supposed to but while you're building it up that's why you just need a spark i talk about this with auburn an eight and four nine and three year a spark something that that gives you a chance to go in there and say hey listen it's not just a facility it's not just what we're doing in nil we're actually winning on the field right now because that still goes a long way so the the longer you have to trick people the more you become a trick that's what i say i love that the longer you have to trick people the more you become a trick which basically means you you can only live with gimmicks for so long before you got to just strap it up line up and and may the best man father illusion Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm I'm not saying that South Carolina has won by gimmicks or illusions or certainly anything like that because, you know, there are three facets to football, offense, defense, special teams, but you do just – you wonder, like, you know, I, I do these predictions and I am factoring in Beamer ball and special teams, but you just – you wonder in some of these games, you know, you look at last year and the swing games and games that went your way, you wonder if the special teams is even or you lose the special teams battle, which I can't even fathom really, but – if it's just even, does that change the win total for South Carolina? Like, if right. South Carolina is just even, if they're at zero on special teams, are they a six-win team instead of an eight-win team, right? I, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think so. But, again, that's another way that mm. you can try and supplement not being great up front. South Carolina is the best example of that in the world when it comes to special teams. It won them games last year. Go back and look at it. It could have been a lot different if the special teams was an advantage each year. Here's, here's, here's the truth. Okay, it's impossible to have any person 
let alone college athletes, play their best game every single game, 12 straight times. You hear that you can probably get them playing at their best three, maybe four times a year. That's including the bowl game, including the playoff. So when you're not at your best, can you win dribbling with your left? Can you win in a rock fight? How do you do that? You do that by having the advantage in special teams, and you do that by having depth up front. There's games, Georgia and Missouri last year. I can go through all these top teams, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the Michigan, the Georgias. I can go through them, and there's games where they did not play well, where they are the most dominant. But how did they win them? They had enough depth, and they had enough quality to be able to sneak it out. The trenches in college football are like rebounding in basketball. Sometimes the shots aren't falling, dog. And when they're not falling, you got to be able to get a rebound and go put it back up. You got to be able to dominate on the defensive rebounds, make them one and done on the offensive side. You have to be versatile. Versatility is the best tility. Jake, uh, before I go any further, how are you looking on time, by the way? I don't want to keep you. I know you got things going man, I on. Probably right? got, I probably got about five minutes. Okay. I got to hop in here. We, uh, we're working on this special project, man. I'm like Owen Wilson behind enemy lines right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it for the beeping chair. I I love it. Well, Jake, I'll keep it short and sweet. I'm just curious because one of the things I talked about today, most important game, in my opinion, of South Carolina's football season. Are you a, when you look at schedules, I mean, are are you like Auburn, for example, are you a, are you a most important game guy? Do you ever, I I know in coaching, it's every game's the same. Okay. Okay. It's every game's the same. That's the trick. As fans and, you know, as prognosticators and media personalities, we can say, hey, man, this game, circle this one. It's going to mm-hmm. be a big one. But as somebody that's, that's been in it, that understands it, the goal is to treat every game the same. It doesn't matter if it's North Carolina. doesn't matter if it's Furman. doesn't matter if it's Georgia. Schematically, you adjust. That's the coach's job, mm-hmm. right, to go in there and change the game plan and get the scouting reports done. That'll happen. But from a mindset standpoint, Nick Saban calls it the process, right? It's about the name on our jersey, not theirs. Mm -hmm. It is about blocking. It is about tackling. It's about doing the fundamental things right that we can control. Sometimes things happen that are out of your control. That's part of football. That's part of the game. But at the end of the day, if you worry about yourself and you treat every opponent the same, you make Monday the same, Tuesday the same, Wednesday the same, Thursday the same, Friday the same. Well, on Saturday, you're going to treat Saturday the same. So that's the trick, if you want to call it a trick, or goal, if you want to call it a goal. It's one game at a time. The most important thing, that South Carolina is doing right now is that next workout. That's the most important thing. Mm. It's not North Carolina. It's not Tennessee. We can talk about it. That's great. But it's going and kicking that next workout's ass because it is stacking days on top of each other and treating every day the same. That way you don't go out there on Saturday and you're like, man, we better play good. Everybody wants to play good. If you played how you felt or how you wanted to play, nobody would ever play bad. But the way you get the closest to that is by understanding what is most important, and that is the next thing on the schedule, attacking that the best way you possibly can, Mm -hmm. because football is a lot of little things that add up to a big thing. Well, Jake, for the sake of content, I will say that I I labeled the Florida game as, and when I talk most important, you know, my my thought process on that has changed because last year I, I labeled Mizzou, Jake, as the most important game because I felt like, you know, South Carolina cannot have a successful season if they don't take down Missouri at home and sure enough, we all saw how it played out. I mean, the Gamecocks, nobody would sit there and label last year a failure, even with that loss to Mizzou because of the way the season ended. So I've changed up my philosophy on that. I now just say for South Carolina to, let's say, maximize the potential of their season, this is a game they need to win. I look at the game against Florida, Jake, and I feel like, too, for SEC East hierarchy purposes, 
in an East that's so jumbled up, two through six, we'll say, really two through seven, right? Everybody's kind of fighting to, to make up ground behind Georgia and move up the ladder. I think that's one that this South kind of program desperately needs to take advantage of a down Florida. What say you? Well, look, I mean, if it goes the way you, you think it may go these first six games, for sure, Florida's going to – if we're going to play this game, which one's the most important? Because you got to get off the schneid and get some good <laughs> momentum going into the back half of the season. Um, if I'm going to look at it in that perspective, I, I would say to me – I mean, i got to go North Carolina, man. Because, I mean, look, I mean, Spencer Rattler had a great end of the year last year. But mm-hmm. people want to see it again. Can you be consistent? Can you be consistently good at the beginning of the year as opposed to coming on at the end of the year and figuring it out? I think if South Carolina – momentum's a real thing. Mm. Isaac Newton wasn't the only one that believed that. If you go and you handle business against North Carolina, you got a lot, a lot of positive momentum. You should be able to take care of Furman. And now you've bought yourself a little bit of insurance, not to go out there and play bad, but if something bad does happen, now all of a sudden you're not staring at one and two with a win over Furman. So I would say North Carolina because you want to get it off to a nice start. It helps in recruiting. Everybody goes, I've been on teams that won the first game. I've been on teams that lost the first game. And after all the work you put into the offseason, going in there after that first win, it's an amazing feel. It's like a Disney movie, man. You're just waiting for, like, animated birds <laughs> to land on your shoulder and just breaking out in the song. As opposed to losing that first game, now you're like, oh, no. You know, oh, my oh my goodness, are we bad? Are we worse than I thought? You know, you start mm-hmm. questioning yourself in that way. So I'm going to go North Carolina. It's somewhat of a rivalry game. I know, you know, South Carolina and Clemson is obviously a lot more important. But at the end of the day, man, it's game one. It's prime time. It's one of the biggest games to open a week. And South Carolina, you know, that they're getting ready for beach season. They've been working out, running, losing a bunch of weight, ready to take your shirt off and show how Jack Tan you are. <laughs> it is a tone setter for year three of the Beamer era, no doubt. Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Jake, again, appreciate the well wishes. My friend, I know we'll talk next week on Friday, our normal time, but uh, I am looking forward to seeing you, meeting you in person, by the way. For the first yeah. time at SEC Media Days, I man, it's crazy to say that. Yeah, and think about it's the fact. hard being this really, really yeah. ridiculously good looking. <laughs> uh, but no, man, uh, congrats again. I'm, I'm on uh, audio, so I can't see the chat. I'm sure somebody said something stupid, and you're wrong. But outside of that, <laughs> appreciate it, bro. Hey, appreciate you, Jake. We'll talk soon, my friend. All right. See ya. Amen. Yeah,